are tuned in to New Stars with Neil Clark playing the up-and-coming artist first. Hear their stories before anyone else. Coming up on today's show. 2020 vision. I got 2020 vision. I'm walking on a tyrant. Tony's got help me get that crazy Hello and welcome to New Stars Show. Today I'm talking to the main man of a seven-piece banging-in-your-face alternative rock, pop, blues and everything but the Kitchen Sink Originals band, all the way from the south coast of England called Brighton. Um, their unbearable, catchy, toe-tapping, sing-along, hand-clapping, uplifting, infectious, joyous music in every way. The man with all the answers. Here he is, Marcus <laughs> Lionweber. Welcome to That's the show. Good. Thank you, and well pronounced. <laughs> it's usually lean Weber. I had someone on the phone trying to sell me something today, a bit of insurance, and they always get the name wrong, and they're a little bit sheepish about the first, you know, pr- pronunciation of it, and by that time I've hung up. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, but yes. are you German... I'm originated. a German father and, uh, and an English mother, um, uh-huh. and born in Munich, but I grew up uh, from a very young age when my, my parents divorced. Uh, my mum came back here, and uh, I grew up around uh, the Farnham area, Bentley, and then Farnham, and then um, uh, spent some time in Hastings as well, where my mum moved to on remarrying, and then uh, basically, uh, yeah, London, I suppose, and ended up with the two boys uh, and moving down to Brighton, where we've been now since 99, when the party wow. started. Well, yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> and the now it's COVID, history, COVID it? central, mate, and they're all going clubbing tonight. Oh, wow. So yeah. when did the love for music start with you? Oh, uh, my mother's a very good pianist, and she got me on the piano. And then at school, I went on to the uh, uh, clarinet, so I could be in the school orchestra, I always tinkled around on the piano. Then I was in New York studying acting and got myself a, 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 an alto sax, a Martin, 1936, for 150 bucks, which I still play now. Wow. And so I got a bit of saxophone. And then, um, yeah, basically, once I did start writing uh, the, the guitar, um, you know, strumming those chords and then piano for the more slightly complex pia- uh, arrangements, they tend to be written on the piano. So the two instruments mainly I write um, on, but I do play saxophone in the band at the moment. Very tricky because I'm playing piano. Yeah, I can't do both at once. <laughs> we're not seven anymore either. The seven were lovely Scott and Maria who were on our last album. They were the backing vocalists yeah. and they did in the summer come and join us for quite a lot of gigs, adding she's a very pretty uh a Greek lady and he's the partner and they're lovely looking and they have bad voices and they just added heaps and heaps of, you know, loveliness to the, to the live vibe. Uh, but they do their own thing. They're called Scott and Maria. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're basically five. Um, yeah. And before we had a piano player and I was just the front man, got on the saxophone, did the odd acoustic, uh, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, I do find being behind a piano is really quite difficult when you're trying to engage with the audience. Um, if you're a bit mm. sort of 
get up the front and get trying to get people motivated to to sing along and stuff so yeah but uh, that's the way it is you know at the moment we're a five piece two guitars bass drums and uh, me on the on, on the keys but uh, yeah lovely lads the band very nice chaps you'll just have to bring your keyboard to the center front stage like elton john and do yeah some garish thing i prefer you know. to do it like freddie and have a grand on the side of the stage and just go over there and start the song off you know and then get on my mic and sort of prance <laughs> around and let the guitars do their stuff i mean I, yeah there's so many if, if if we got those we've done a few uh festivals where we were on that big stage and it is very very different than playing in a tiny pub mm. you all of a sudden you've got this massive space between everyone you know and the, and, and it's quite disengaging and the first few times you do it, it's actually it, it's it's really tricky because you don't get catch that vibe off each other. Um, right, you know, you right. feel the heat and the and the, when you're in a pub all nice and tight together. So it is that is something. Yeah, bands that um, obviously start going on bigger stages, they have to learn that stage craft. Yeah, absolutely. Which uh, so apart from your mum, then were any other members of your family musical? Um, not my dad. Although he might have been, but he was too busy in his business. Sorry, I'm crunching on an ice cube. It's bloody hot. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Tell Excuse me my French. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't complain. Don't complain. Yeah, I know. Um, my two sons, um, they're both, uh, one's a guitarist and one does drum and bass. Good keyboard player. I have a cousin in Germany. He does goth metal. Wow. Um, Andy, and it's really, you know, and his, his partner's a singer. And my uncle Ernst in Germany, he was a he played in uh, bands in the early 60s in Munich. And he was one of the front runners to sort of do the early covers of Beatles and stuff like that. And he had a thoroughly, you know, great time doing it. Um, but they didn't ever sort of make that into a massive success. But, uh, yeah, he loves to regale the old stories, you know, back in the day when uh, when, the, you know, the band when when it all started with just four guys, you know, on the stage, um, banging out some rock and pop and rhythm and blues, you know, that that that, that must have been exciting times, you know, mm. when it when it first kicked off. Well, let's hear your first song, which we're going to play a punchy, catchy song called Stella Heartbeat. Um, played to over fifty radio stations, I believe, and appearing on your eighth album called Hooks. It's on the new album, and uh, of course we recorded that at the uh, Rockfield Studios. Managed to get into Wales uh, just before lockdown and get that done in November. Um, it's taking a while to get it done, but Ben has now put the final uh, lead guitar parts on uh, last week, and we're mixing the final tracks on Wednesday. And then, uh, yes, the album will be uh, released on the 1st of October. And this is, yes, Stella Heartbeat is doing incredibly well and still being played after about a month and a half or two months of being released on a number of radio stations and was played, yeah, on 50-odd. So we're very, very happy with that. Okay. Well, let's have a listen then. Get foot tapping. When the night is young All them sweet memories are to my head
When I'm in your arms, everything's gonna be alright. Stella Heartbeat, love me tonight. When I'm in your arms, never wanna let you go. Stella Heartbeat, I love you so. Marcus Leinweber is with me. Oh, he's now got a German accent. <laughs> is, I was in Saving Private Ryan, by the way. Yes, yes, you did mention to me earlier on. Was, yeah. that, uh, yes. So we're all going to have to look out for that now, aren't we? That, yeah, I'm, uh, the man on the, I'm the officer on the tank right at the end in the village that actually um, Tom Hanks shoots at. And, and most um, probably we'd finish him off. Yes. yes. <laughs> well... I'll have to... Um, Dick Dastardly. Yes, that was... Uh, mind you, that's a good... You was an extra then, wasn't you? No, I'm actually... Uh, you was um, actually the actor. Yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm a cre- credited actor, but my stage name is Marcus Napier. So people... Because Limeweber is, A, very difficult to pronounce, and also, well, I do get pigeonholed, obviously, because I speak fluent German. So if I do get called up often for movie parts, it is for uh, a small role as a German or whatever. Anyway, uh, it's been good because I've been in a, a few things, yeah. uh, mostly German uh, offices and stuff like that, uh, Thor's War and uh, Shining Through, and there's a couple of others and done voiceover. So it's been very handy. Um, but, yeah, uh, Napier is my mother's mother's name, Scottish name. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I use Marcus Napier as my stage name. So if you look out for the credit at the end, you'll see Mayor Hurst, Marcus Napier. Ah, so you actually had the honourable task of shooting Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And I went up to him on the day, um, and I was in my uniform, and he was, getting, you know, one of these method actors, getting his head around, oh, how shall I die? And I thought his dying wasn't particularly good, actually. Um, <laughs> but I most probably sport that because I went up to him and went, hi, Tom, very nice working with you. And he literally looked at me up and down in my Nazi uh, uniform. And uh, basically that most probably got him right out of his uh, his zone. And he was <laughs> he was not particularly pleasant, I have to say. But there we are. Oh, really? There we are. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's actors and actors. There oh, you go. Stella's just brought round some. I've actually been working for a lady called Stella, and uh, I did send her the song. She's oh. just dropped off some money, which is lovely, isn't it? Because I've painted her windows. Absolutely. <laughs> Making money all uh, cool kinds of ways. is all very nice, but it doesn't really pay the bills because it's no. really tough, like the music business. I put a lot yeah. of money into recording uh you know getting the boys noticed and stuff like that and it's very tough i've got to say it's a it's mm. a tough game so people like yourself that give us a platform we respect them 
and love them and cherish them. Thank you. Yeah, you get you'll get an album. How about that? Oh, is that, is that a good thing? Ah, oh, a signed one. Yeah. Signed from the boys. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. So what gives you inspiration to write these catchy tunes then? Whoa. It, 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 sometimes it just floats out of the air. Um, oh, okay. Sometimes it's a, it's a hook and I'll build uh, um, some lyrics around it. I love working both coming from both angles, having a nice bit of music and then finding a catchy hooky lyric to go with it or having a, something that I've heard um, a, a phrase or some, working with something and um, and then turning and trying to build some music underneath that. So it works in a number of different ways for me, um, but I do find it very, very uh, satisfying when I take a song in and I send it to the band and then they get their teeth into it. And then there's some arranging done and some ideas and then their musical ability comes on board. And it's oh. suddenly, it, it, you know, it's uh, it's one of those joyous things. And you think, well, if I don't make any money out of it, this has still been a blinding, uh, a great way of spending my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Since being in the, the music industry, who would you say has influenced you the most yeah. on your journey in the career? It's really difficult to say because I'm of an age where I've sucked up a lot of music and tended not to suck up so much in the last 20 odd years. Most probably since uh blur uh mid 90s after that it's been there there have been there has been songs out there um that have most probably pricked my ears up but i'm i'm generally uh the modern modern vibe is is uh you know not something that i really get stuck into um so i would say definitely bowie um Bands like T-Rex, um, obviously, most probably somewhere along with the Beatles, but I also like the Talking Heads. I love Bruce Springsteen. Um, um, I, you know, the Stones, there's plenty of bands out there that, um, you know, that their hooks and their, and their, and their songwriting is stuck within it, it. You know, I love jazz as well and I love classical. And then that's why we're such, I write so eclectically is because, um, I, A, the variety is good. I love the variety. And B, my band like that variety. Uh, mm. Go for a bit of rockabilly to rock to pop to blues. Mm. We, we cover those. Um, and, and some people, most probably, that come and see the band, they go, well, you don't really have any genre of any kind. You know, you're not rock, you're not pop, you're not this or electronic or whatever. But there is going to be a song or two in the set that you're really going to like. But wow, you've you've okay. got to stick around and wait for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be the last number. Who knows? What would you say? Stella? Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll have the patience rocky, for that. Poppy, isn't it? Stella Heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, our next song going to play now is is a reminder of the 80s sophisti-pop era uh an indie pop sensibility with a free-flowing jazz undertone called tightrope yeah. now this song has a real real meaning isn't it it's, it's a song dealing with anxiety yeah. depression yeah. and sadly suicide yeah. and we've seen so much of that during lockdown yeah. with mental health yeah. issues going through the roof yeah. um what makes you think, do you know what, I want to write a song like this? Well, um, I think it 
that the idea of somebody being on a tightrope and balancing and looking mm. down and thinking, you know, can I go forwards? But I'm in the middle and I'm stuck. And and then, yeah, as you said, lockdown, you know, you have your own uh, issues with people that you love around you. Uh, you have your own issues with yourself. And there always there's always stuff in the news about, you know, the, the, the prevalence of male young men suicide. Or you basically you, you're reading about this kind of anxiety. It seems to be more and more and more uh, with the younger generation. And uh, I didn't really want it to be a, an all out sort of real negative vibe song. Um, but the message is in there. And I'm glad that you interpret it with the right sort of thing. You know, I mean, obviously, um, I'd see it as a piece of art um i i play saxophone on that it was a real opportunity for me to get on the sax and play on on a track because obviously ben's such an outstanding lead guitarist that he tends to have the uh you know the spotlight on that and uh and uh, so we put it together yeah and uh yeah it's it's the outcome i think is quite uh you know it's uh, heartfelt and um hopefully a, a message um which uh, is, yeah, moving, I suppose, moving. So let's hear it. This is called Tightrope. I'm walking on a tightrope Can't you hear me calling you? I've got a tightrope Tied around my neck I can't breathe I'm begging you Come on, rescue me Can't 
Marcus, how did you meet your talented band? Yes. Um, well, I've had quite a few uh, different players in the band, um, I suppose, for the last 10 years. Uh, the first three albums were studio albums, which I started in 2005 after a year at mm. BIM. Um, yeah. uh, so when I got the band together, um, I basically had a guy called Paul Wheeler on rhythm guitar. Yeah. And he's still with me, which is amazing. Um, drummers, we've had a few. Lead guitarists, we've had a few, including my son, Ben, who was lead guitar. And on the album, um, Loving Sword, he plays lead guitar on that album. Um, bass players, we've had a few. Phil uh, McNamara was a bass player for about five years. And now we've got Mike, who was uh, Juicy Lucy's bass player. And they're, uh, they were famous in the 70s and they still live off that name. Um, although I think the original guys anyway, he couldn't hack it anymore with them, even though they had like a hundred bookings in the, in the, in the calendar or something. So he, uh, he's joined us and, um, he's fantastic. You know, he's a real positive, uh, energy in the band. Dave, uh, is on drums and he's, he's just loves the drumming. Um, um, the young gun is Ben on lead guitar who, uh, yeah, he's absolutely fantastic, you know, so, um, Lovely guys. Um, good to get us all in a room for rehearsal. Everyone's working, you know, one thing or another. And then when the gigging starts, you know, Mike, uh, is a station guard, on, uh, uh, with the railway. So he has late shifts and stuff like that. So it's not always easy. You know, you've got to juggle around with, with people mm. that have got, we, we're not young guys gunning for success. You know, we're, uh, we're slightly seasoned, but we do absolutely love to get on stage and, and uh, play play live, which of course we've mad we've massively missed. So uh, it's Factory in Worthing on the nineteenth of August. Um, wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we get a couple of little things, and we have got the album launch on the first of October, uh, which is down at the latest music by Brighton. Hopefully not back in lockdown by then. You know, you just don't know. It's it's um, no, it's very uh, precarious. And isn't the thing it, is the with the live scene is that there's and every band wants to get out and play. And, you know, most establishments will have a covers band um, that are going to please their, local, their their regulars and also bring in potentially uh, more of a, a following because they want to hear Oasis or Stone songs or whatever or mix. And so a pure original band, it's quite difficult. It's not easy. So uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep working at getting our gigs. Hmm. So... Tell me then, are you constantly searching for new inspiration and diverse sounds? At the moment, I'm in a complete nutter. I wouldn't say writer's block. I'm in a, I'm, a, I'm on a writer's holiday because right. I've got enough material for album nine. Yeah, wow. okay. yeah. I've got plenty of cracking, I think, cracking songs. Sometimes I reach back to the back catalogue, pull something up and get working on it again and see whether it's going to... Uh, uh, be complement the songs, the newer songs, again with a nice bit of variety. Um, um, so from that point of view, there's plenty of things that I I could you know see the news that upset me and get me in, inspired. But I've basically written about I've written about <laughs> so many things that upset me that uh, yeah I'll be I'll be looking to try and sort of get a light-hearted pop song sort of uh, kicking off, I think, uh, would be the first thing that I, I write when I do. 
but at the moment I'm practicing and I haven't been there to present the band. I've, I've sent them some demos of the new material and I've got the lovely Phil mm. Sarchi who I've produced with and he's got fantastic voice to do BVs and, um, and put some other bits and bobs on. So I've, I've put some nice little demos together and then when the band get hold of it, they'll, they'll get their chompers in and things will change and whatever. Um, and it'll be fun going through that process. So your song 2020 vision, how did that idea Whoa, come about? That's nice. You got that on. You see, we have traveling underground on the new, I oh, know that's on the last album. 2020 vision is traveling underground is on the new album. 2020 vision is from the last album called 2020 vision released when the last we we did the last gig on the 6th of march 2020 right. and 2020 vision is all about um my desperation at heads of state not reacting not doing enough to stop our world from being destroyed overfishing deforestation climate change mm. just catastrophic um, putting your head in the sand and not trying to get things sorted out on a, on a, in a speed that we need to. And yet it just carries on. You know, the rainforests in New Guinea are being cut down by palm, palm oil producers. It just goes on and on and on. It just does not stop. And our natural habitat is, uh, being eroded away and the seeds of seas are being polluted. And we, we just live in a very perilous time, I have to say, without being great, too much for Greta. Um, but good honor. Um, and then of course I made the video. I don't know whether you've seen it. It's up on YouTube and I had it on Facebook and I was monetizing it and I was getting, um, people from all over the world, um, looking at it and, and giving me feedback from it. And at the end of the song, I have the heads of state and I sing. You'll hear it when you hear the song. Um, I, I call various people, you know, jokers and uh, an idiot, so to speak. And I, I, I put heads of state up behind that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Facebook basically banned me, banned me from monetizing anything ever again. I did not appeal it. And now if I put a video up, it does not give me the opportunity to boost it or monetize it or add, add it or whatever. It's they, they, that somebody, maybe the Chinese or somebody from the Donald Trump camp, who knows, maybe Boris Johnson, somebody, or maybe the, the, the head of state <laughs> in Indonesia or Brazil. I got them all. I had them all up there. Congo, you know, everywhere where there's just brutal deforestation and, 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 and aggressive, these aggressive, uh, governments that, that, you know, are not really heeding to global warming. As you said, it's hot today. I'm not sure, you know, we can have a few days of hot summer. If it went on for two months, then I'd say, yeah, maybe it was global warming. What happened in Germany? Now that is global warming. When it rains, it rains so torrentially and so heavily now that we just can't mm. cope. We've had it here. No. We've had it here. Flooding, mm. houses ripped away, bridges ripped away. And now Germany saw the devastation there. You know, everyone was going, is that, is that where your family, we live, south, uh, my family from the south of Munich. So that's fortunately not in the area. But imagine your mm. family just being er er eroded away in a mudslide. Bang, gone. Terrible. And it's going to get worse. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. Our, our planet is 
is just going to dry up and die. Well, I hope not. We've got some good music, good music to make. You've got some good shows to put on. <laughs> and uh, we must have... <laughs> music isn't going to change you know, It gives situation. me inspiration. I think 2020 Vision, when we do that in rehearsal, it's banging. The boys love that yeah. song. It's got some hooks and it's it's just a well put together track. And um, I was saying to the lads the other day, you know, when we do the 2020 Vision songs, somehow they are... They're, 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 there's more, I don't know, soul or more power in them than when we do the new ones. But I think a band needs time to, you know, play songs out and and start getting them really under your skin. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, again, it's a message track, but it's it's hopefully pleasing on the ear and good bit of sing along vibe as well. You know, that's why there is so much passion. Because it's it's a statement piece getting out there um, about you having to clear up their mess and everyone else's mess, you know, <laughs> that people are create that the heads of state, like you say, they are creating a mess and we are having to somehow clear it up. Yeah. Well, you know, all artists really, they are sensitive people and rich artists, they do a lot. You know, Sting started it with the whole thing about buying some of the Amazon and all the rest of it. He was absolutely right. If every, you know, Beyonce and all the mega, mega rich people had bought New Guinea up and bought, you know, the Brazilian rainforest up and said, no, you cannot cut this down. This is ours. Then, the, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres might have been protected, but they're not. The, the Brazilian government just to give it carte blanche, go out there. And, you know, it's so sickening. But there we are. We mustn't put you get, get your uh, listeners depressed. <laughs> but there is on the new album one called, um, yeah, about forest. Forest fires, yeah. Travelling underground, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Well, it, it floats yeah, my boat. And with Travelling Underground, every penny that go, that is made from that song, which I've got on Bandcamp, if your listeners want to purchase it, and it will yeah. give a donation and download it, that money goes to the Rainforest Trust. And we've raised, listen to this, only £35, but at least I'm trying. And if I was famous Absolutely. and I had 100,000 people downloading that, I would put money towards that charity who try and um, defend and create environments within their rainforests and what have you to, to have people there that are doing a job to try and maintain what we have left, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if everyone gets onto Bandcamp and download Travelling Underground, and now you'll hear the song, and we, I've done this on purpose, we're playing that song at the end of the oh, show. Oh, well, you've got that one on as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Doing- so we will, we will play that song. Everyone can hear what it is. Then they can go onto Bandcamp and download it yeah absolutely and also uh the all the listeners must realize that streaming music does bring us nothing it brings the small musician zero i get 0.002 cents for every stream which equates to me having to have millions and as a small artist i don't get those numbers to making you know a dollar Yeah, it's unfortunately, really... you, you have to be, you have to be doing at least something like someone told me, 
uh, an artist told me that you know unless you are banging out six or seven million yeah, streams yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. you're not making anything well let's hear the song 2020 vision you're gonna love this 2020 vision i got 2020 vision it's my decision i'm on a mission sort this mess out Sort it out 2020 vision I got 2020 vision I'm no necromancer No J.C. Brands I'm gonna suck this mess out two lovely children i've been with my wife for 30 years i suppose that's quite good um my mum's still knocking about um i yeah i i think uh generally everything is in a very good place um so uh we've had great highlights with music we played at the R- rhythm festival on the main stage 
arrived there. Um, uh, the Orb were uh, the headliners and Alabama three and then Maroon Town and then us. So we were fourth from, from, from the Orb and we walked up on that big stage and I thought this is where I'm really happy and I like to be as being an actor getting up in front of a uh, you know, it was an evening crowd. It wasn't a big headline crowd. Um, but it felt fab. We did, we did the rhythm tree twice. Um, so musically, that was most probably the highlight. Um, otherwise, yeah, you know, being in some, uh, great, uh, uh, bits of movies and stuff like that. And there's not one really. I don't think there's one highlight. I won 140 quid on the lotto the other day. I thought I was close. <laughs> I needed two more numbers, mate. <laughs> I would have won a million. Anyway, yeah, get, moving Trick, on. Man, um, tricky one. <laughs> ramble, a ramble. Okay. We're going to play another song now. It seems to be all music, doesn't it? I like this. Um, we're going to hear another song. Another song with a potent meaning, isn't what, it? Brighton is falling. Uh, Are you no, not playing that? No, no, okay. no, no. No, I'm not playing that. Um, I'm going to be playing Crazy Monkey. Yes. Um, and this is a serious song about addiction. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, and Brighton is a hub of, you know, people living on the edge, but it really was inspired for me being in New York. I studied acting there and, um, the, the best, uh, friend ended up as he was a dealer, uh, Vinny Spampanato. I don't know, uh, Vinny, if you'll hear this, forgive me. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, he is, I, I bumped into him on Facebook actually. He's still around, lovely guy. Um, but it, that was his biz. And, um, yeah, so it was, uh, I did see a few people very edgy and, um, very addicted. Um, I basically had to leave New York after about eight months because, um, it just got all a bit too much for me. Um, but driving around in the night. Um, oh. you know, doing the business with him in his car and uh, the lights and the ta- cabs and going to different parts of, you know, Astoria to Brooklyn to, to Manhattan, downtown, uptown. And, and that, that, that kind of, um, you know, taxi driver kind of vibe. That's what I wanted to instill in the song. Um, once it gets to the, the drive sections. Um, and then of course the saxophone. That's where I bought the sax in New York, and it gave me another opportunity to really let loose on something. And the boys who engineered and, and uh, Mike Wilton, who's, who's produced it, has sort of overlaid a number of different saxes on there. And it's supposed to sound really edgy and, and, and as if you're completely out of control and you need to have your fix. And you're, you're out on the street and you're looking and you're, yeah, and there's, there's plenty of people out there, you know. That, 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 that need that which is um, a shame really it's part of society isn't it it is it is so I want to play that song right now because I think um, it will give a lot of food for thought here it is Crazy Monkey somebody's gotta help me get that crazy Somebody's gotta help me get that monkey up and back 
powerful song with a powerful meaning. Um, all about addiction. That was Crazy Monkey. And in the studio with me, I've got Marcus Line Weber. If you could perform with any living artist, who would it be and why? Cool. What a tricky one. Well, it's very difficult because you always envisage being booked by a touring band supporting them. Mm. So mm-hmm. there are songs like Brighton is Falling. Um, and we have the, um, no one gives awesome. no one gives a monkeys. Yeah, it's not. We, we've got songs that would be suitable um, for a more scar set to, to support madness or the blockheads. Um, yeah. A band um, where we're going to um, just sit nicely with the age group of the audience. And obviously there are young people there as well. So. From the fun aspect of playing in front of um, guys that, you know, uh, the Scar Scar Brigade that sort of bounce up and down. Although I've seen the blockheads and there wasn't a lot of dancing going on there. But um, at the end of the day, a band like that would be about the right size. I've absolutely loved them. They've been real inspirations as well as far as my writing and just the entertainment value. Um, I'm sure um, I could think of bigger bigger bands um uh, but i don't know whether that would be a pipe dream i always think if we did have a booking agent and we had a little bit more traction a bit more of a following then we could potentially get to tour with a band around you know that sort of caliber now so madness or or you know the blockheads although without ian jury it's not quite the same but no no so what's on the horizon for Tenderhooks? Right. Um, I, I need to fall back and seriously fall back in love with the whole aspect of trying to push the band, have the energy um, to see this next album, because the whole lockdown has made me very edgy as far as um, slightly down in the mouth about moving things forward. Um, we're kind of stuck in a... Um, I wouldn't say that these new songs have really been picked up uh, and played by a lot of uh, DJs like yourself. And so they, it, they, we, we have been played around the world. Um, uh, you know, Duzzy Clayton in South Africa. He, 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 there's, there's, there's loads. The, the, the trouble is that we don't see growth in sales and we don't see growth in the number of fans we have on our social media. Um, and so, God, yes, it's very, very difficult, isn't it? We need more fans. We need more growth to become more interesting for bookers, for people that book festivals um, and bigger venues and things like that. We need to have that following to guarantee bums on seats and sales at the bar. Um, otherwise, it's the same as we try and scrap and get through, uh, get a few festivals, get a few gigs in Hastings where we we played a lot um, in Brighton, obviously. Um, I, you know, London, I'd like to get back up there, but it is a hell of a chore and a band with our kind of reputation would get a Tuesday night. Um, and, you know, if you don't have a following, you could end up playing, which we ha- which I have in front of 10 people. And it's a lot of a lot of work um, for that. So my vision is to try and improve all those things. And it's not, that is not easy. really, we, 
we're not young and we don't have that enthusiastic young fan crowd that um, most probably would uh, share things on social media and big us up and give us um, a, a bit more coverage. But, you know, what can you do? You, you, you've got to do, do, do survive with what you've got. So we'll, we'll, we'll carry on, you know. So what's your Facebook page and, um, Face, Facebook and is, uh, social media? Facebook medias. is forward slash tenderhooks. Instagram is forward yep. slash tenderhooks band. Um, Twitter is uh, forward slash tenderhooks for number four you. And then Bandcamp is forward slash tenderhooks. Or is it tenderhooks band? Let me have a quick look. There you can hear all our albums. And um, yeah, it's band. It, it's it's. You put so it's it's https forward slash double double uh, double dot slash slash tenderhooks dot band dot com. There might be other tenderhooks. Unfortunately, it's a name that's been picked up annoyingly uh, in through the years by other bands, including one in Knoxville that released an album called Dahlia uh, or Vidalia, and um, uh, Spotify have just lumped their album on top of all ours. So it's very confusing. I have to tell people that that's not ours. And if other bands, please do not use the name of another band on these websites where the music is. They very rarely differentiate when you've got the same name. They lump you all together. There's nothing more annoying. Mm. So, of course, we're on Spotify with all that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Play, play, play. We love it. Yes. So that's where you can get all the songs, all the all the social media. Um, just get along. Join up, like, share. Yes, 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 yes. That's the magic word. Well, I think it's all about the music. Share. You know, it's the music. There's definitely a song for every listener in there. Just, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's eight albums. There will be eight albums. And the new singles are on Bandcamp. Um, so, yes. Please enjoy it and, um, yeah, support, really. Well, the sands of time have run out on us again. And I would like to thank you, Marcus, for coming on to the show. Thank you, Neil. And I, I do wish you a speedy return in the very near future. Yeah, thanks so much. And um, you are indeed a new star. And uh, thank you for sharing your life and your music with us today. Pleasure. Um, now, I'm going to play the last song called Travelling Underground. Now, we briefly covered it earlier, and it is a song for everyone to take stock from, uh, a song about governments not taking enough action to save our planet and rainforests, um, a powerful song with a greater powerful meaning. And um, I w- wish you all... Uh, to listen, to buy, to contribute to what Marcus is trying to do yes. with the uh, rainforest uh, charities yeah. in rebuilding what we've taken, protecting um, what, we've, what we've got left, and to replant because these, you know, you can plant trees, but they're going to take thousands of years to grow to what they should be. Uh, it's not just the trees, um, it's all the animals, the, you know, the flora, yeah. the, all the bees and birds and insects, every the single, even the indigenous Indians in Brazil, you know, if they get COVID, yeah. that's, that's curtains. Absolute. It's just genocide. It's brutal. It's brutal, brutal, brutal. 
human beings. So we need to do something about well, it. We, we, yeah. we, we've got to try and put right yes. what we've done wrong. Do our bit. And we all need to do our bit. We've all got to do our little yeah. bit for the rainforest. Yeah. So you can catch up with all my guests on tinyurl.com forward slash new stars show. That stars with a Z. So from myself, Neil Clark, and my special guest, Marcus Lineweber of Tenderhooks, be kind to one another. Be safe. Goodbye. Woke up this morning with a little root wrapped around my toe. Shook my leg, but the little root wouldn't let me go. A hole appeared in the little root was pulling me down. I struggled to break free, but we disappeared. Traveling underground, across this wide broken world. I hear the cries of the trees above. I feel the heat of the fire burn. Traveling underground, across this wide broken world. I hear the cries of the trees. the little